When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Penguins To Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. It's been a busy week already for the Pittsburgh Penguins, obviously coming to a conclusion with a news dump Friday that I don't think any of us wanted to wake up to. The Penguins were dealt a massive blow to the beginning of the 2023-24 season today as Jake Gensel undergoes ankle surgery. He's expected to be reevaluated in 12 weeks, which will place his return around October 27th, or for those who would like to get a better understanding of it, that's about two weeks into the regular season. Again, they said that's when he's going to be reevaluated, so that's not necessarily a return date, so there's a chance that Jake Gensel misses the entire first month of the Pittsburgh Penguins season. Here's what Kyle Dubas, president of hockey operations of the Pittsburgh Penguins and now general manager, who we'll talk about in a minute, had to say about Gensel's surgery. Quote, as Jake continued to increase the intensity of his preparation for the upcoming season, it was apparent that his ankle injury was not resolving in a way that was satisfactory to him or the Pittsburgh Penguins. It was decided that surgery would be the best way to ensure Jake would be at his best for the 2023-24 Pittsburgh Penguins season. So the long and the short of it, no Jake Gensel to start the season for the Pittsburgh Penguins, something that they really can't afford. I mean, you look at the way this team is built. They need the top six to stay as healthy as humanly possible. And this is getting off on the wrong foot for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So with Gensel himself, It's not a good sign heading into a contract season because he wanted to come in. He wanted to get another 40 goal season, maybe even push for his first ever 50 goal season, prove that he deserved nine to nine and a half million dollars per year. And a lot of people wanted that for him because Jake Gensel has been one of the most consistent goal scorers in the National Hockey League since entering the league back in 2017. But still, stuff like this happens. He was injured at the end of last season. He thought that it would be okay to just rehab it by letting it heal throughout the offseason, and it just didn't happen to happen. We actually even saw some clips over the past week and a half, two weeks of him playing in the Beauty League up in Minnesota, which he does every single summer. It just so happens that this year he was playing with an ankle injury and hoping that it would heal throughout the offseason, and it just didn't do that. So unfortunate news for Gensel, unfortunate news for the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are now without one of their top six forwards, and one of the premier offensive play drivers on their entire roster. So with Gensel out, that begs the question, who's going to fill that role early in the season next year? I mean, the first name that obviously comes to mind is the other top six left winger, newly acquired Riley Smith. He's going to take one of the two top positions, whether that be on Evgeny Malkin's line or Sidney Crosby's line. My personal opinion, and that this is from me seeing the news just a little bit ago and coming to my mic and actually 
you know, behind the scenes, figuring out a different way to record because my laptop died yesterday. So we're we're trying to make this a- as normal as possible for the listening experience and for the listeners out there. But in my personal opinion, as of right now, I think I'd prefer to see Riley Smith stay on the second line with Evgeny Malkin. Because when Gensel's healthy about a month into the season, which is what ends up being 15% of the season, he's going to go back to the first line with Sidney Crosby. And with Riley Smith being new to the Pittsburgh Penguins, I think I'd rather see him get that chemistry and build that chemistry from the jump with Evgeny Malkin, because that's at the end where he's going to end up playing when Gensel recovers and comes back from this injury. So I'd like to see Riley Smith stay on that second line, which then begs the question, of course, who plays on the first line? It's going to be A massive question heading into training camp. I think it's going to be a battle. I don't think there is one surefire answer at the moment. I do think recently re-signed Drew O'Connor has a shot. I would not be surprised. The expectations will be for O'Connor to take a step this season. And this opportunity could be a great chance to make a great impression to open the season. If he steps into that role, not saying that Drew O'Connor is a top six guy, certainly not saying that Drew O'Connor is a top line player, but through this injury opens opportunity and it might just be an opportunity for a young Drew O'Connor to get in there and impress some people and show that more offensive side of what he's been working on with his progression. More likely names, I would think. Alex Nylander is one. He's somebody that the Pittsburgh Penguins started to utilize much more towards the end of last season. He brought a little bit more offensive firepower to the lineup, despite not really scoring a lot when it comes to the score sheet. But you could feel that he was getting to that point where he was getting comfortable with the top lines, with the third line when he was playing on the third line. And he does bring more of an offensive upside and offensive potential than somebody like O'Connor, or even going down to the fourth line, somebody like a Matt Nieto would bring. So I wouldn't be surprised in the least if Alex Nylander is a candidate to take over that role for Jake Gensel in the meantime. A name that I mentioned yesterday on Tip of the Iceberg that I would absolutely love to see get an opportunity here is Valtteri Pustinen. I mean, most of the people that are longtime listeners of this show, at least for the past season and a half, know that Valtteri Pustinen is the hill that I will die on. I think he is going to be a very pivotal piece to this Pittsburgh Penguins roster at some point in his career. The question is, can that be this season? I mean, he spent some time practicing last training camp with the Crosby and and Jake Gensel line. So he has a little bit of a built-in chemistry with Sidney Crosby. He's worked with him before. And I think it's going to be telling if he gets that opportunity again, especially with that vacancy now on Crosby's left. Not only that, but Valtteri Pustinen led the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins last season with 59 points in 72 games, 24 of them being goals, which is also tied for tops amongst Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins in the AHL. So those are the three as of right now, but there's a chance that with this injury, Jake Gensel goes on LTIR, The Penguins get $6 million in cap space. They might also be opening up $4 million in cap space over the weekend, which I'll talk about in a minute. So they might have some space to potentially go out and get, I don't know, a guy like Thomas Tatar, who's still on the open market. Tatar would be a nice option to fill in that role. And then, of course, once Jake Getzel gets back, if you can make it work with the salary cap, which few do it better than Kyle Dubas, you can bump Tatar down the lineup and all of a sudden you're stronger for it. 
it's at the end of the day, an unfortunate instance for the Pittsburgh Penguins because they really need all of their top six guys to stay as healthy as humanly possible, especially I would say the top three, meaning Crosby, Malkin, and of course, Jake Gensel. So we hope that that 12-week timetable ends up being a timetable to return and not just a reevaluation. But as it stands today, the Penguins are without Jake Gensel till at least the final week of October. There was a little bit more news this week that I figured I'd mention really quickly before we head out to the weekend. Yesterday, the Pittsburgh Penguins announced a handful of promotions within their hockey operations department. Andy Saucier promoted to Director of Professional Personnel. Eric Heasley promoted to Director of Minor League and Amateur Scouting Operations, which is interesting because Nick Pryor, if I'm not mistaken, was the Director of Amateur Scouting last season, the son of Chris Pryor, who was, of course, the architect of the Mikhail Granlund trade last season. So interesting to see how that's all going to shake out on the back end. But Eric Heasley named Director of Minor League and Amateur Scouting Operations. And then, of course, the two names that most of you will be able to recognize, Amanda Kessel and Trevor Daly, both promoted to special assistant to the president of hockey operations and general manager. For those of you that know or are in the know, Kyle Dubas cut his teeth in the hockey industry with the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds of the CHL. Therefore, he loves anybody that either spent time with him or, after he departed, spent time in the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds organization. Trevor Daly is an alumnus of the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. He was already, of course, in the Pittsburgh Penguins organization, but to no surprise, Trevor Daly will get an opportunity to bump up into the general manager's desk, going as special assistant to the president and general manager, which is, as we found out in that same press release, Kyle Dubas. Kyle Dubas has named Kyle Dubas the general manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Elliot Friedman of 32 Thoughts and Sportsnet went on NHL Network yesterday to discuss it, and he said there was a feeling that if Brandon Pridham, who of course was Kyle Dubas's number two in Toronto, was not going to jump ship and come to Pittsburgh, that this was probably going to be the most likely outcome, and here it is. You know, Dubas names himself as general manager, basically said, hey, listen, we might look into the future, but as of this season, it's better for the continuity of the team if I assume both roles. So that's what he's going to do. President of Hockey Operations and General Manager. And for those of you that think that that's weird, it's actually more normal than having the separate figureheads in those two positions. Because Hextall and Burke, who was, of course, the previous regime, was the first instance in Pittsburgh Penguins history where they had those two roles played by two different people. Jim Rutherford was president and general manager. Ray Shiro was president and general manager, technically. It's only a recent recent trend that the president of hockey operations and the general manager is two different people. But we'll see, obviously, next offseason if Kyle Dubas decides to go out there and open up the general manager's role. The last news that I want to mention also comes from that same hit with Elliot Friedman of 32 Thoughts and Sportsnet when he was on NHL Network, he said, quote, there is a little noise on the radar about Eric Carlson potentially being traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins this weekend. My co-host on Tip of the Iceberg is Nick Horwat. He brought up a very good point. As of, I re- as of me recording this right now, excuse me, there's 67 days 
till the start of the Pittsburgh Penguins season. Sunday, there will be 65 days until the start of the Pittsburgh Penguins season. Eric Carlson, as most know, notably wears the number 65. Could all come to a head on Sunday, August 6th. Of course, it's tied to the news that Mikhail Granlund could potentially be bought out. The Penguins have a second buyout window because of the settlement of Drew O'Connor's arbitration earlier this week. There will be a second buyout window for the Penguins between Saturday and Monday. If they buy out Mikhail Granlin, most of you know this who've listened to the show because we've mentioned it a couple times, they will get over $4 million in surplus cap space this season by buying out that $5 million contract. They would cost them $833,000 against the NHL salary cap this season and then $1.833,000 the next three seasons. But got to keep an eye on the news, got to turn on your notifications for Pittsburgh Penguins, turn on your notifications for... Elliot Friedman, whoever, whichever insider you follow, because there is a chance that Eric Carlson becomes a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins as early as this Sunday. But that's going to do it for this episode of Penguins to Go. A lot of news jammed into that one. It was a Friday news dump from the Pittsburgh Penguins, so we wanted to make sure that we had it all had it all out for you here on inside the penguins thank you so much for tuning in to penguins to go you can find us on youtube at inside the penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from see you guys next time